Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Millennial Divide. We are back. We are back. Thank you to those who hung in there for our unexpected break. A little holiday that was nothing holiday about it. (laughs) A little break of hell is what we'll call it. Paint us a picture, Amy. We'll paint a little picture. I think my fortnight was pretty horrendous, but Ellen's topped it. I had a a doozy. She had a doozy. Okay. All right. Should we start with Dimmer, actually? How was your last fortnight? What have you been up to? Okay. My last fortnight has been filled with sickness and um, like a really bad cold, like not just like a normal cold, like a really, really bad one. And it's really humid in Amsterdam, so I'm quite sweaty. So yeah, it's been tough. your hair, you didn't mention your hair. Oh, oh, my hair is bad. So therefore I had to straighten it. I had no other option, you guys. I was like, I don't want to, but I had to. So yeah, it's, it has been tough. You've had a tough Thank fortnight. you for asking. Yeah, I feel so hard. sorry for you. I know. It's really been yeah. tough. Thanks. So... I'll go next because I think I'll, I already know you're going to win Thanks. this fortnight yeah. from hell. <laughs> so we were all cruising along. We were ready for the potty. And then, I don't know, the devil appeared <laughs> or some type of weird moon occasion happened. And all of a sudden, that was it. No potty. Because our household did not sleep for three days <laughs> in a row. No sleep. <laughs> Anyone. So after three days when no one has slept you are crying at anything, let me tell you. We were crying. I was crying. I turned up to a friend's uh, kid's first birthday, couldn't remember the names of my friends. And then someone turned to me and said, how are you? And I just burst into tears. And she said, what's going on? Do you want to talk? I said, I can't, I can't even talk. I can't function. It's just so nice of you to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Don't show me any sympathy. I need nothing. So, it would have made for a really interesting podcast, to be fair, if we had have sold it on. Just like, I don't know, I'm just really upset about the Kardashians this week for some reason. Oh, I think it just would have been tears all around. Yeah, it just would have been sitting there sobbing. Dim going, my hair's really <laughs> fluffy. <laughs> Frizzy. The humidity. Oh, the humidity. Um, so we ended up moving in, God bless grandparents, to the grandparents' sleep school for a week. And um, yeah, a little bit of tough love. Mum did say... Just used to give you a lot of finergan, which I was <laughs> responded with. Well, that it's 2019. We don't do that anymore, Mum. So we didn't dose her up with finergan, but we did all learn how to sleep a little bit. So that was um, a good outcome. But yeah, it was pretty pretty tough going there for a few days, a few weeks, really. L. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, we were all set to do the podcast and we were going to do it from my house because my lovely husband had to get some knee surgery and I thought, okay, fine, he won't be able to get off the couch, but we can do it. And then that evening that he got the knee surgery done, I noticed a little rash on my back and I thought, oh, I wonder what that is. Did a bit of Googling, did a bit of comparing of rashes. Turns out I got shingles on the same day that my husband had the surgery So he's on the couch, I'm there with the two kids and 
thank goodness again for grandparents. My lovely mother-in-law took our toddler for the weekend and I thought that'll be fine. And I checked with my doctor because I was supposed to start my full-time job on the Monday after. And he said, yeah, you should be fine. Just depends how you feel. Started it. It not was fun. It was not fine. <laughs> it was Turns really out not shingles fun. really fucking hurts. It really hurts and it's really oh. just knocks you about. So I did a extended coming back to work to a job that I just started and yeah. my lovely new workplace were very accommodating and now I'm feeling 100%. <laughs> Yay. And my Double husband's shingles. walking on two legs. Yay, and I'm working full-time. But I'm glad I'm not in Melbourne and can't catch that from you. That is just such a (sighs) silver lining, really. Yes. So that was my two weeks. So we did want to soldier on, but we just couldn't. We thought the first week we're like, no, we can't do it this week. And then I think the second week was when you got shingles. Yeah, yeah. It just – It was already bad. Exactly. (laughs) So we're back. We are back. Yay. We are back and we're going high, we're going low. We've got heaps to cover today. We actually had so much to cover that we've had to really refine it, but lots to discuss. So we'll jump right in. As always, we love to hear your thoughts. So jump on Insta, jump on Facebook. Tell us what you think. Tell us if you've had shingles. Love to hear. <laughs> Tell us if you've been to sleep school. I actually am really interested because now I'm like, oh, I'm terrified of going to sleep school after the grandparents' experience, but the, the real ones could be really hardcore. So I'd love to hear if you've had a good experience. And uh, yeah, we will talk to you throughout the week and catch up. So today we're going to cover the ladies are doing it for themselves, peeps. (laughs) Forget the sports stars of old. We've got a new breed. They're female. They're Aussie. They're awesome. We're going to talk about them. Now, Israel Falau, speaking of old school sports people. No, it's a very sporty episode. It is a very sporty episode. Although... Not talking about sport at all, no. all the topics around it, but we'll talk about what Israel Falau has been up to. Um, I've just got the show notes here, um, Israel asshole. So that may um, be a bit of an indicator as to where we're going with that one. Now, pop culture, we're going to talk about the Kardashians today. I know we talk about the Kardashians a lot, not as much as Meghan Markle, but we do. Oh, there's so I much I don't know talk. how that balance is so out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I... But there is so much to cover with the Kardashians in the last few weeks and really stuff that you wouldn't imagine. So we're going to deep dive into that. Got recommendations and Dim's going to close us out with a mantra. I'm excited. I love Dim's mantras because we can make fun of them often. Oh, you will not be making fun of this one. I have got a really good one this time. And I was like, how am I going to do something that won't get made fun of? And I have worked it out. I've worked it out. Sweet. All right. We'll jump in then. Okay, so in the last few weeks, we have seen a shift across the country as to who is going to, who's taking our imagination with sport. And I'm not a sporty person. I don't really care about much sport related, (laughs) but I do care when there's some really interesting characters who are popping up, especially when they're really humble about it. And one obviously is Ash Barty. She's now our number one female tennis player. So she's the first number one female tennis player that Australia's had since Yvonne Gulligong in 1976. And she only held it for two weeks. Did she really? That yeah. was a very short Wasn't time. Wasn't Dawn Fraser, short time. like, really good at some point? Who? Huh? No? Dawn Fraser? No? Anyone? Um. No, she's a swimmer. Never mind, never mind, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I think Dawn Fraser might have been all right in the pool, yeah, but... Look, 
We're just demonstrating our uh, exceptional sporting knowledge. I just want to make it very clear that my knowledge is not gender biased, okay? I don't know anything about anything to do with sports. But you know Dawn Fraser's name. That's good. Yeah, she's pretty (laughs) great, isn't she? Quite the right sport. Yes. No, Yvonne Gullagong-Corley, I've got her last very last surname. So she was in 1976 and, as I said, two weeks. Um, so amazing and just such a quiet achiever. She's just sort of plodded along, mm. done a great, great work consistently. Uh, Indigenous heritage, so fantastic background. Oh, is she? Mm. I didn't know that. And um, she won the first, her first major Grand Slam. It also ended Australia's 40-year drought at the French wow. Open. So she's done amazing. Which well. is clay and apparently that makes a difference. That's Nadal's favourite. Ooh, Ellen's yeah. done some research. Ellen's really all over it. This is what happens when you work full-time, have two kids. You have to be efficient. Shingles, husband's out. <laughs> you become super mum. so much time. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, we also have the number one female surfer in Australia right now. So Sally Fitzgibbons has just won a major tournament. And this is after a pretty horrific last few years where she had a shoulder fracture um, late last year, which meant that she actually had to learn how to paddle again. So in a year, she's gone from learning how to paddle again to being the world number one Australia, uh, world number one female surfer. Like, Unbelievable. Yeah. And she's just, her, her response was so laconic, like, yeah, it's it's really cool. <laughs> like, it's freaking awesome. What are you talking that's about? That's such a surfer response, though, isn't it? I don't think that's just like a female surfer. I think any surfer would be like, oh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I get to, you know, be paid to do this awesome job. Yeah, probably. That's probably true. And finally, we've got Hannah Green. And Hannah Green has become the first Australian um, golfer since Carrie Webb 13 years ago to win a major. LPGA championship. So we've just got this new breed of female sports stars and I'm just loving them because they, A, are really good, B, they don't talk shit and C, they're just humble and they're Mm. going about their, you know, their work and just delivering. Whereas meanwhile, we've got Kyrgios being a little wimp and throwing stuff. Israel Folau doing God knows what, which which we'll talk about and God does know what actually. And (laughs) So I, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on what you – I mean, clearly, Dim, you're all over this. But I love that young girls have got something to look up to finally. Yeah, I heard about um, Australia's uh, – w- the women's soccer team doing so well in Australia through my international work colleagues who were like, oh, so the Matildas, huh? And I was like, Matildas, Matildas soccer, soccer, yep, okay, what have <laughs> they done? What's going on? And they were like – they're, they're doing really well in the in in soccer and I was like great what's soccer is that like a like a big game or something they were like the world cup I was like cool nice well done so I think that that is a really good indication for multiple reasons first of all male colleagues telling me about this second of all it's a women's sport and it's internationally aware. So that was very exciting. And so then I did actually do some research, but I immediately became a little bit um, disappointed. But I'll tell you why after, because Ellen, tell us your thoughts. I'm going on a different track and, and it's it, the whole thing has kind of been overshadowed by me being really frustrated and upset. So you say happy things first and then I'll talk. Ah. Uh. Well, what if I'm being frustrated and upset? No, I am. I'm the same as Ames. And look, to be honest, it, I, I like to think this shows that I'm not gender biased as in I actually didn't know that any of this was happening until it made front page news because I wasn't following. I don't follow men's sport and I don't really follow women's sport either. See, I'm, you know, 
both genders. But it is, it's super exciting having two little girls to know that they can look up to these women who are strong and fit and using their brains and all of those other wonderful things and not necessarily caring about if they're getting the perfect photo angles or, you know, they're there to do a job and they're there to really achieve. It's really exciting to see in this day and age of Instagram posts yeah, all the time. Yeah, I mean, Ash Buddy's win, she just, you know, smashed it out, did a bit of media and then disappeared. Just yeah. went away for yeah. a week, couple of weeks, took, um, I think they went to summer in France to just chill out for a little while. Yeah. Well, I was on the ABC News. They said that Yvonne Gulligong Corley was actually her mentor and she advised oh. a burnt out teenage Barty to break from tennis and, quote, wet a line and it's become Australian sporting history now but she just went fishing and she also played cricket really successfully and then returned to tennis totally refreshed and ready to take on the world so yeah which I thought was such a lovely little story go and catch some fish yeah Yeah. all right Jim why should tell us why should we be depressed is it the humidity the hair tell me I'm just in a bad mood. Yeah. But I I it's really tough. In order are you just I'm I'm just being vulnerable here. <laughs> this is to do with my recommendation regarding Brené Brown and you guys should listen to me because I have courage because I'm being vulnerable right now. <laughs> anyway, I googled this in order to learn, you know, the bare minimum for um this podcast episode and I typed in Matildas and Sam Kerr, who's the captain of the Matildas, just to get some context. And all of the news articles, all the first ones at least on the top hit list were in regards to her comment and the backlash she received from a comment. So she made a comment after they won saying, quote, there was a lot of critics talking about us, but we're back. So suck on that one. Mm. She's pretty great, I think, and probably pretty harmless. And then she just got an onslaught of criticism for everyone saying, you shouldn't have said suck on that, you know, and, and just attacking her. And then she needed to come out on Twitter and say, you know, I'm getting a lot of, um, it was in response to a lot of negative media that we've been receiving. Um, She had a screenshot of one of the quotes from what she called a hater saying they told her, by the way, your dyke ass was offside. So like horrible, horrible, horrible vitriol. And now this whole thing, which is like this wonderful achievement has been not overshadowed, but simultaneously shadowed by a comment that really was not that bad, like it's fine compared to all of the other shitty stuff that sportsmen say. And I just feel like this happens all the time with these incredible female athletes like Taylor Harris, who's the AFL, um, the women's mm. AFL football player who had a photo and of her kicking a football and then had all of these horrible comments associated with that. Anyway, that just made me a bit sad. I was like, yay, feminism, but also, oh, yuck, internet. Yeah, it's but harder. I think it's also that thing that we keep talking about, that it's a process and the more that these, you know, this was on front page of all the international, national newspapers and the more that happens, the more that people will get used to it and just have to, you know, deal with it Mm. not the women the the people who are reading the papers and not liking it for whatever reason you could possibly find Mm. but I think it's you can't change society in a single swoop and it is a process unfortunately and these women are just so they're the pioneers they're the pioneers and they're the suffragettes that Mm. have to unfortunately cop it at the moment which they shouldn't have to but you know for any societal change I think you have to see those ones going up ahead. Mm. Which is an interesting segue to our next segment. So Israel Folau has been really low-key, just, you know, cruising around with his just really open. Amy, you mispronounced and his last name. Folau, is it not? Uh, it's pronounced arsehole. Oh, 
excuse me. Yes, yes. Far low asshole. Um, so he's really egalitarian, open, <laughs> loving, um, welcomes all. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hasn't really got any strong views on anything. Um, and he, But he has been making the news again of, in recent times. Elle, talk us through what is going on in the last few days. Yes, yeah, so the saga has continued. For those people who are perhaps out of Australia or just unaware, Israel Folau is an Australian rugby player whose contract was terminated in May this year after, and I quote from news.com, a tribunal found he had breached its code of conduct with an Instagram post telling gay people, along with others, quote, living in sin, that they would go to hell unless they repented. So he's back in the news recently as he recently set up a GoFundMe page to fund his legal fees that had pledges at a total of $1.24 million by 7.30pm on Tuesday night. This is a guy that was on a contract for about 7 mil or something, yeah, probably about yeah. that. Yeah, which is now lost, which he says. No. Yeah. So GoFundMe actually shut down the site because it said the campaign violated its terms of service. And then a new donation site was created by the Australian Christian Lobby to take the place of Falau's GoFundMe page and was even more popular, which is currently at $1.7 million. Another interesting side note, which is something I also want to bring up, was that, that in this debate they had a Q&A episode on Monday night and on this episode the question was posed that perhaps Falau's message could be deemed as loving because in his mind he's trying to save people. Sally Rugg, the executive director of Change.org, was on it and she identifies as a lesbian and started with the response that said, we bandy these words around as if it's some sort of philosophical argument and as if these words don't mean things and do things. She spoke in a really calm, controlled manner and yet was still stated by a News Limited article saying that she was lashing out, snapping and letting fly. So I guess I kind of had two questions for you. One, what are your thoughts on the Israel Flower latest, you know, saga and getting a GoFundMe page? from, you know, Australian people who obviously want to support him. But also this thing of Sally Rugg and the reaction to, you know, if anyone's ever watched that clip, she, I don't know how much calmer she could be and yet still being labelled a pretty much hysterical woman. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I just hate the word hysterical because it, you know. Well, it, they didn't use hysterical. That was mm. me. But, but lashing out, snapping, letting fly. Yeah. and it, But that is all. Um, hysterical. Yeah. Yeah connotations and that's yeah. just such an you know if you look at the the foundations of the word hysterical it's you know hysterectomy and it's all mm. around female mm. hysteria and, and this is exactly what I think women are often accused of in this mm. space I th I'm really shocked that this Israel Folau thing has been able to gain as much momentum and I think the far right particularly um the religious conservative far right mm. feel empowered at the moment through recent political I, I do think that I also think they feel scared I think they feel that their their views aren't 
being heard. They're wanting protection to be able to keep their views in this progressive world that we're living in. Mm. But it's in the same token as the federal government announcing that the Safe Schools Program will be going and Mm. all of these decisions that are run contrary to libertarian, Mm. to open and freedom of speech and because it's difficult with freedom of speech. That's the argument that That they have, that this is freedom of speech. I think it just, it really more than anything demonstrates this complete disconnect between these two sides and these two arguments. On one hand, we have this, as we just spoke about, really progressive movements that are actually quite successful. You know, women are becoming um, higher paid sportsmen or sportswomen, athletes. Oh, God, everything's gendered as soon as you think about it. Okay, and marriage, the, that's probably yeah, the exactly. most relevant On one. one hand, it feels like there's this real vocal push towards progression and, and equality. And on the other hand, there's this um, push away from it towards really conservative views and, are, in my opinion, outdated views. And I don't think that either one, it doesn't seem like they're merging together, they're remaining really separate Mm. and at one stage one gets a little bit more momentum and then the other one will get a bit more, 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 that's hard to say as well, more momentum. (laughs) And I think this is a really interesting example because, and every all of our segments really run into each other because I want to talk about this with Kanye in a bit, but I think that, I am concerned and I have continued to be concerned and I've said this before about our reaction to Trump that as soon as we jump on someone and we just go blame, 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 you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, that disconnect and that gap widens and you actually don't get any more progress because the other the other side immediately are on the defence and they're like, mm. well, fuck you, like why would yeah. I listen to you? So it's a really interesting one and I think, as I said, I, I'm not in favour of his comments in the slightest, but I equally am like, if we continue, it just shows this disconnect, really. It shows this gap. Absolutely. Dim, what do you think their argument, his argument is it's um, freedom of speech. And in fact, the Anglican Church came out and said, you know, I support freedom of speech. We we need freedom of religion and freedom Mm. of speech. But if that speech is generating hate. Or discriminatory and encroaching on discrimination law for minorities, like people who, you know, um, may be gay or lesbian or, you know, gendered or, you know, whatever yeah. it is, then that's my disconnect with it. I, you know, totally, yep, freedom of religion, of course, you you should be able to practice whatever religion and in any way you like. But to me, if it, if it creates a negative reaction or negative and harmful things to other groups of people, well, that's something that needs to be explored because that's not okay. And as Sally Rugg said, these words go out into the gay, lesbian community and they have impact. Mm. And there's 15-year-old rugby players who are listening to their idol saying these words and it has weight Mm. and that's what I think is missing. It's not a philosophical argument. It's someone's life that he is talking about and that's what upsets me about it. Yeah, but to play devil's advocate, if he believes that, if he truly believes that if you're gay you're going to hell and you should repent and you should whatever, all the things that he's saying, if he believes that, he's entitled to say that. I agree, but he's on a social platform that he has an extra responsibility and that what's, that's what his contract says. Which is now lost. Which is 
he it's contract law. So his mm. contract says you have to be responsible on social media totally. If he wants to go and talk to his mates or even to a small group of um, Christians about those beliefs, of course you have every right. But he has a social platform where he needs to be responsible, just as we need now to be responsible because we have this podcast which goes out to a wider audience from people that might be from diverse backgrounds. So I – you know, have extra weight in the words that I say now. I think we need a GoFundMe page for us. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe oh, it's really hard. Holiday. I don't know what the answer is because currently what is happening, like the very fact that he lost his contract facilitated him to go on the GoFundMe page. Now we're still mm. talking about it. And I he's got even more attention and a really obvious demonstration of support. So that's yeah. worse. I don't know. It's in some what, respects, but I think it's a natural segue, Dimmer, to talk Kanye West. Because Kanye. when I think Israel Folau, nothing says more to me than Kanye West. <laughs> so, Kardashians, we've got heaps to cover, Dimmer. Talk us through your thoughts. I've got many thoughts too, because I always do, because Kardashians love. But, Dimmer, you surprisingly brought this one forward. So go forth, my friend. Tell me. It shouldn't be that surprising. I feel like I'm the original Kardashian fan. Like I was there from season one, episode one. Excuse me, Amy, do not give me that face. I can see you through our screen. You're on a video. This isn't just a podcast. Amy's done a big eye roll, but actually I'm the true Kardashian fan in this in this family. Yes, Dima, you are the original so, Kardashian lover. Um, I am the original I'm the ori- original Kardashian fan. So yes. I've been on a big, big, big deep dive recently mm-hmm. and I don't actually have anything in particular that I want to talk about. There's been no one big event. But there's been, been so a many lot events. of little events. A lot of little events and I was like, it's too yeah. much. We need to talk yeah. about it. I need to get your thoughts. So yeah. number one, I'm worried about Kylie, you guys. Something's going on. Still. Number two. I'm even more worried about Robert. Where's he? Where's he gone? I have a, <laughs> he's not, he's I have a suspicion. He's working on his socks. Oh, no, no. Go on his Instagram page. He does not feature in any of the photos. I have a feeling he's not running it. Uh, where is he? Hashtag where is Robert? Number three. I'm not worried about Kanye anymore, actually. He's all right. Number four. Chloe's makeup is wild. And I use no. wild because that is by far their mu- most used word. Okay, so I just want to get your thoughts. And then also I'm going to tell you who the most wealthy um, Kardashians are. I've been oh. spending a lot of time on the Kardashians. Okay. This is what I would have thought it was Kylie. My one is I don't care. I've oh, actually, what? I think Shingles has knocked the Kardashians out of me. <laughs> <laughs> it is surprising. I just, I need them to get over themselves. Okay. Though I did listen to A-Rod, Jennifer oh. Lopez's fiancé today, saying that at the Met Gala he sat with two of the Kardashians, Kylie and Kendall, and Kylie was just talking about Instagram, her lipstick, and how rich she is. Oh. So I found that amusing, so maybe I do care a little bit. Okay. <laughs> That's where I'm at. All right. Well, I, I've i been deep diving too, Dimmer. I'm interested because Kim Kardashian has been instrumental in freeing 18 people through her new law degree. Oh, yes. That's exciting. And based on the latest episode, she wants to be a lawyer to take the pressure off her body because she has terrible psoriasis. Oh. Mm. I'm very surprised by Kanye West. He is intriguing. Is he a genius or a complete madman? If you haven't watched the latest Letterman, have you, Netflix, have you seen this? Netflix oh show gosh, Letterman. It's so good. I just watched it last it night. Is have you seen it all? Surprising. Yes. Is he? I was like, yes, Kanye. Yes, I'm so on board, Kanye. No, Kanye. No. <laughs> no, don't talk about me too. No, Kanye. Yes, Kanye. Yes, again, let's talk about us all having equality. Yes, Kanye. No, Kanye. Don't talk about, you know, like Jesus and like all of these cre- really esoteric. Cray, cray, 
but genius on, on every level. Yeah. Genius. Yeah, he really is. He's We're a getting a wind up from producer Claire. I can't. I'm surprised because, because she's not a Kardashian talk fan. About the Kardashians forever. <laughs> That's tell, why. That's why you're winding us up. Tell me quickly, Dimmer. Um, uh-huh. Who is the? What's the wealth spectrum for them? Is it not just Kylie? Okay, yeah, so, every so Kylie is the wealthiest. Yeah, she is. She's by far the wealthiest. She is worth one billion. But then yeah. I would. I just was like interested to see who comes after that. So Kim, three hundred and fifty yeah. million. Kanye, one hundred and sixty million. Caitlyn, one hundred million. Caitlyn, sixty million. Yep. Wow. Chloe, forty million. Courtney, thirty-four million. Kendall, thirty million. But is the highest-paid model in the world. So that's interesting. Tristan, twenty million. Scott, twenty. Oh, six million. Sorry, he's above Tristan. Rob, ten million. Mm. Oh, they wouldn't have to pull their resources for birthday presents. Like no, we do. but they pull their resources for Instagram um, weird competitions. So that's another segment for another day. But okay, so Travis one. Scott, he's the least paid, by the way, at eight million. Oh. Measly. Uh, yeah. Well, he's got Kylie, so he's all right. Okay, so interesting Kardashians, lots going on. I'm really interested to see what Kim does with her law degree. Yes. All right, recommendation time. We're going to really skim through these. L, go. My one which was actually recommended by Dimity, is Someone Great. It's a new Netflix movie. It's a 2019 one written and directed by Jennifer Caton Robinson and it stars Gina Rodriguez from Jane, the Virgin. Ah, I did remember it. <laughs> Brittany Snow, which was the blonde one from Pitch Perfect that Dimity tried to explain and she's not actually blonde in Pitch Perfect, so I was completely confused. Uh-huh. Now I know which one it is. It's the redhead from Pitch oh, Perfect. Yeah. Yes, cool. see? And DeWanda Wise. It's hilarious. It's, it's so good. It's so good. Okay. It's, um, my husband Netflix. was sitting next to me giggling. It's all about living in late 20s in New York City oh, and cool. it's fabulous. All right, someone great on Netflix. Awesome. Dima? Um, my recommendation is Low Humidity Climates. No, I'm just kidding. It's Brene Brown. Ah. I watched Brene Brown's uh, Netflix thing finally. And have you guys seen it? No, I haven't yet. I need to. Oh, my God. Watch it. Oh, okay. Watch it. Okay. Right now. To get over. Watch it right now. Right. Okay. Right, right. now. Right. Finish the podcast and you go watch it no, right I now. I will jump it's on that change right your now. Life. In the same vein of those wonderful women, I'm going Elizabeth Gilbert. She's recently released City of Girls, which is great. I'm I already, really yeah, want to watch it. Re- I read it. <laughs> it's really good. And she's been doing heaps of press. So she's done the Dax Shepherd podcast, which is really interesting. I know mm. producer Claire doesn't love Dax Shepherd. It's a really good episode. Uh, it is. Yeah. I agree with you because he he's not a great interviewer, but. It is a good episode. 7.30 last night, Lee Sales interviewed her and she was just mm. so good. It's really good. I'd recommend it. It's a lighter read and mm. she did that intentionally to move on from her grief so mm. or to help her with her grief. So that's my recommendation, City of Girls, Elizabeth Gilbert. Dima, we're out with a mantra. mantra. Go, go, go. Okay, guess who? It's Brene Brown, of course. Oh. See, you can't argue with that one. <laughs> so her quote is, I've actually got two super quick, super quick. I'm going to just like speedy. The first is, I want to be in the arena. I want to be brave with my life. And when we make the choice to dare greatly, we sign up to get our asses kicked. We can choose courage or we can choose comfort, but we can't have both, not at the same time. Wow. Love that. Okay, that's the first one. But second one, I've been missing you guys, as I've said on previous episodes, Mm. and this is a really nice one that made me think of my family and everybody that I love. So this one is, we don't have to do all of it alone. We were never meant to. 
Oh, that's lovely. Right back at you, Dima. Well, that's been the Millennial Divide. Thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you like what you've heard, listen for free in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, rate or review us. Join the conversation. We will see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.